the book of Revelation, Jesus talking to the church. He tells him, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I believe we're coming to the end of this age. And I believe God's standing at the door right now. And he's saying, behold, I'm here. I'm knocking on your door. I'm knocking on your door. And he goes on to say, if any man hear my voice, and they open the door. If you open up and say, I hear you, Lord. Here I am, God. I'm going to just open that door and let you come on into my life. He said, I'll come into you and I will sup with him and him with me that I'll come into you and I'll come into your life and I'll I'll bring to you sustenance and I'll, I'll bring into you my presence. And the Bible says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. So if He's sitting with you and He's supping with you, then His liberty is there and His love is there and His mercy and His grace and His strength and His provision. But He's standing there knocking at the door. You're not here by accident today. There's people in here that I know God's been talking to you. And He's calling you to a deeper place in Him. He's saying, will you surrender all? Are you willing to surrender all? Jesus, when He sat in that cross or at the, in, the, in the garden, He said, I don't want to do this. But not my will, but thy will be done, O Lord. Not my will, but thy will be done. What's God been speaking to you? What's God calling out to you? What's he showing to you? I don't know, I just feel it so strong in the Holy Ghost right now. Like, he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. A holy church, a pure church. I don't want to hang on to anything that he doesn't want me to hang on to. Something that's been coming to me so much and God's really been speaking to me is the word consecration consecrated, to be set apart for something particular, to be consecrated unto Him. Everything set apart unto Him. I don't, want, I don't want to have things in my life that would cause division between me and Him. He came and He saved me. He pulled me out of a pit. And he touched my life and he turned my feet around and he, he gave me new life and he washed me in his blood and he set me free from so many things in this life that I carried for so many years and he set me free from all of that and because of that, I can love him and because I love him, I do what I do because I love him, not because I have to, but because I get to. There's not a thing in my life that he can't say, look,
Lord. Why don't you give that to me? I'm going to say, yes, Lord. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. And God, if I fight you on it, I pray you smite me. Because I love you. Yeah, I want to go to heaven. Yeah, that's part of it. But God, I, I just do it because I love you. We lift our hands. I feel such a sweet presence of God in here. There's deliverance in this house right now. There's victory in this place. It don't matter what you're facing. It don't matter what you've been dealing with. There's victory in this house today for you. God brought you here with a plan and a purpose, and he's going to fulfill that plan and that purpose. He's knocking on the door. He's saying, will you open it? Will you let me have my way right now and come into your life and sup with you? Man, you should pray right now. God, remove everything out of my mind, everything out of my spirit. Remove everything that's out of you that would hinder what you want to do in my life. I come against every lie of the enemy, every deceitful word of the enemy, every stronghold of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I break your authority right now. Hallelujah, my God. And I loose the victory of the Holy Ghost and the freedom and the liberty of the Spirit into this place to receive what you've ordained for each and every one of us today. God does have a plan and God is going to do great and mighty works in here today. He's just preparing our hearts right now. He's just preparing our spirit right now to be ready to let him do what he wants to do. The Bible says if you knock, the door will be opened. It will be opened. If you ask, you shall receive. If you seek him, you will find him. Those are promises from God. Amen. You know, a lot of times we say God can do this and God can do that. I don't see that in the Bible. God says, I shall do it. I will do it. I am the God of I will. I will heal your life. I will save you. I will deliver you. I will set you free. I will endure you with power from on high to be the witness that I made you to be. I will heal your body. I will touch your mind. I will get in your spirit and cleanse out your heart from all the bitterness and the hurt and the shame and the guilt. I will set you free. That's the God we serve. He's not the God of I can, but the God of I will. Hallelujah. 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 I do believe God wants to do something mighty and great in here today. You're going to head back to your seats. I'll go to the book of Mark, chapter 10, starting in verse 30, uh, 46. It's great to have all of you with us today. Just unbuckle your seatbelt. Let God do what he wants to do. Mark 10, 46. It says, and they came to Jericho. And, he's, and as he went out of Jericho, talking about Jesus with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. I looked into that and it said that that's what he had done for most of his life. He'd go to the highway side and stand out there and beg. 
because he was blind and he couldn't provide for himself. And it says, and when he heard that Jesus, that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Now, I don't know. I don't know if he ever seen Jesus. Well, of course he didn't because he's blind. But I don't know if he'd ever been in proximity to Jesus before. But he knew something about Jesus. He knew something about Jesus. He knew that this man, Jesus, that when he showed up on the scene, things happened. Things that had been become no more. Things that were now become new. Hallelujah. That there was, there was, a, there was hope in this Jesus. Amen. Somewhere, somehow, he knew that when Jesus showed up, the hope that he had in this world was found in him. That's why it's so important for us to talk to people about Jesus. And since he had heard about this Jesus, when he knew he was coming, he began to cry out. I just don't think he was going, hey, Jesus. Hey, Lord. Why don't you, I got some belief here. Why don't you come on over here and touch me? Now he began to cry out. And he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And I find it very interesting that the next, this, this verse is always kind of uh, frustrated me. <laughs> it says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. When Jesus shows up on the scene and you have a need, when you need God to do something in your life and you start to cry out to him, there's going to be an opposition. The enemy is going to come against you. Say, ah, you don't really have to do all that. It may be the person sitting right next to you right now. And when you start to reach out to Jesus, they're going to be like, ah, you don't have to do all that. Come on, just hold your peace. You ain't, you ain't got to get so, so excited, Bartimaeus. You ain't got to do all that jumping around and that screaming, that shouting. You ain't, you ain't got to cry out to him. You ain't got to do all that. Just say your little prayer and it'll be okay. You just do your little thing and it's going to be all right. You just, just hope that he comes to you and it's going to be okay. There's going to be people that tell you that. But Bartimaeus had a need. And he didn't suffice that in his life. He didn't say, yeah, okay, guys, I'm going to listen to what you're saying. I'm just going to calm down a little bit. I'm just going to sit back on the sideline and hope that Jesus comes by and touches my life. He did not do that. It says that many uh, charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried out the great more a deal. He shouted even louder. He cried out even more. He reached for him even more. He said, you're not going to stop me. My miracle is here today and I am going to get it he cried the more thou son of David have mercy on me the amplifier says that he kept shouting out all the more son of David have mercy on me and when he did that Jesus stood still there's something about calling out to the Lord there's something about crying out to the Lord and being a little bit animated about it. We get animated and cry out about all kinds of stuff. Um, my God, why are we not getting animated and screaming out to the Lord when we need Him? 
says that Jesus stood still and he commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. Okay, it's okay, man. You guys, it's okay. He, he's, he's here. He's looking for you. Come on. And it says, and this, all these little verses that just intrigue me. And he casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. It's like he took what comforted him in this world and what provided for him and what gave him warmth and sustenance in this life. He said, I'm going to cast this off right now. I'm going I'm to lay this down. I don't have much. I don't have much, but I'm willing to lay. God, I give you all. God, I give everything in this world that helps me, everything that I look to in this world to bring me peace and joy and, and comfort. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay that down right now, and I'm going to go to you because I hear you calling me. And I, I, I love this. Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? He said, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus is in this place right now. He is here. And he's looking at you. He's knocking on the door. What do you want me to do for you? What do you need me to do for you? I can do it. I'm able. I want to do it. I want to touch your life. I want to bless you. I want to heal your body. I want to set you free from that stuff in your mind. I want to, I want to renew you. I want to make all things new in your life. I want, to, I want to touch your life. What do you want me to do for you? Just ask me and I'll do it. That's what Jesus is saying. And the, the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. It's kind of interesting that he said that I might receive my sight. Not that I will. Just makes me wonder how much faith he had right there in the moment. He believed, but did he believe? God, I know you can do it, but will you do it? God, this, Lord, I will that you, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus in the way. I want to talk to you guys today on this thought. What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? God's in this place today to do great things in your life. There's nothing too great for him. There's nothing that he cannot do. You're not here by accident. You're here on divine assignment by God. Amen. And if you'll reach out your faith and you'll begin to cry out to him and you'll stay even if it's just that little mustard seed of faith that's all i got is just a little bit of faith if you plant that faith in god's promises he can bring forth a miracle in your life amen why don't you lift your hands right now why don't you lift your hands right now and begin to cry out to god and say lord here i am god remove any doubt in my life remove anything in my life that would cause you to not be able to do what you've ordained in my life today remove my faith and remove my understanding, God, and let your word have a way in my life to do the work you've set out for me. If you believe God's going to do that, I want you to cry out, Jesus. Come on, say it again. Jesus! 
Shakaya, that name, in that name there's healing, in that name there's deliverance, in that name there's freedom, and there's life, and there's peace, and there's joy, and there's long-suffering, and there's temperance, and kindness, and faith. Two things are going to happen in here today. Some of you are going to receive your miracle. Some of you have been needing a miracle in your life for some time. God's going to set you free right now. God's going to heal you. He's going to heal your mind. He's going to heal your spirit. He's going to heal your body. He's going to set you free from the lies of the enemy. He's going to bring revelation and understanding to you. And for others of you, God's going to anoint you to work with him in the supernatural today. God's going to move some of you. And he's going to perform great works through your prayers, through your faith, through your laying on of the hands. Hmm, a couple of you. Thank you, Ben. I felt so strongly the last couple of days. I told my wife this, that I feel God saying he wants to heal people. And he's going to do it today. I can't say I've ever been in uh, where I felt like this before. It's been so strong in my spirit. I've never, he's told me things before, but I've never felt it like this. So I believe wholeheartedly, if you'll step out in faith, God's going to meet your faith right where you're, right where you're at. And he's going to perform miracles in your life. He's going to heal you. He's going to do a great and mighty work. Amen. Why? Because Isaiah 9 and 6 said, For unto us a child is born, talking of Jesus, and unto us a son is giving, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. That means the rule is upon him. All government is upon his shoulder. There is not anything that's done in this world that's not done by the will of God. He's the one that allows all things to happen and orchestrates it in the name of Jesus. And his name shall be called Wonderful and Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting father the prince of peace that's who jesus is amen he is wonderful he is great he is glorious there's none like him there's none near him there's none but him that reigns in all heaven and earth he is the counselor he'll order your steps he'll lead you he'll give you direction he'll tell you exactly what you need to know in your life He's the mighty God. He's the one who spoke all of creation into existence. And he's still speaking miracles into existence today by his will and by his purpose. He is the mighty God. He is the one who reigns from everlasting to everlasting. All power, all dominion is his. There is no other God but him. And his name is Jesus. He's the everlasting father. He loves you. Like a father could, no human father could ever love you. He loves you more than any person in this world could ever love you. He loves you so deeply that he was willing to robe himself in flesh to go to a cross for your sake to redeem you back to him. That's how much he loves you. His eyes are upon you. His thoughts are upon you. Every one of you in here, his eyes are upon you. His thoughts are upon you because he loves you. He's your father. And he is the Prince of Peace. It's his will and his desire for you to have peace in your life. We live in a world that's so anxious and so bound up in their emotions and in their minds and all this stuff. It gets them all messed up. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I want to be your peace. I want to be the calm in your storm. 
I want to be the one that reaches into the darkness of your life and shed my bright light upon it and give you life. Amen. Hallelujah. And the next verse in 9 and 7, it says, And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. There shall be no end to that peace. The increase of his rule and his reign shall never end. He is the only mighty God. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the ruler of all things. He is the one who reigns from everlasting to everlasting. He holds our present in his hands, our past, and our future. Amen. And his kingdom shall not end. There's nothing that can stop it. There's nothing that can hold it back. He is going to fulfill his will. He will do his purpose in this earth. There's nothing that can stop it. The kingdom is advancing. And it's advancing through you and I. It's advancing through his church. Got a couple yeses there. It's advancing through his church. We are called to bring the kingdom into this earth. You know, I went to Brazil, and there was a bunch of visions that they spoke of and dreams that people had, and they were all kind of intersected, and they all kind of the same. It was like, it said like, the, like there in Brazil, like there was going to be torches that were lit on fire, and those torches were going to go out of Brazil, and they were going to go across the world to all these different places, and they're going to carry that fire with them, and that fire is going to touch things, and it's going to light them on fire. We were here the other day, and we were having prayer, and I, I, God gave me a vision. He gave me a vision. I don't know if I've ever quite had a vision quite like this that was so just strong and prominent, but I was sitting there and I was praying and I felt like the Lord saying, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. And I seen the world. I see, I don't know where it was at. I don't even know if the continents were like the continents or whatever, but it was a world. And, 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 and he said, I'm going to pour out my fire on this world. And fire was falling. And there was people and the people, the fire was hitting the people. And he said, my fire is going to do one of two things. One, it's going to consume, and one, it's going to ignite. Now, when we say we talk a lot about being consumed by the Lord, this isn't like a good consuming. This is like a burning up the chaff kind of consuming. So there's some that are going to be consumed, and then the ones that are ignited are going to go, and they're going to touch. And then some of those are going to be consumed, and some of those are going to be ignited, and then and it's going to grow, and it's going to grow, and it's going to begin to speed up, and it's going to speed up, and that fire is just going to rip across the world and spread everywhere, amen. God's doing a work in this day, and he's looking for a church, and he's looking for a people that will be consecrated unto him and say, yes, Lord, here am I. I am your servant. Use me. God, lead me. Guide me. Work with me. I will take your kingdom into this world. I will step out in faith. I will believe you, God, for every word you've ever spoken. You can use me his kingdom shall not stop advancing there's nothing this world can do to stop it it advances through you and me the kingdom's not some far off thing but it's in us if you've been born again of the water and spirit if you've repented of your sins if you've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins and you've been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in tongues the kingdom's in you Jesus told John, or Nicodemus and John, you cannot enter into or even see the kingdom of God unless you're born again of the water and the spirit. I always thought that was talking about heaven. But no, that's not even really what it's talking about. 
if I'm not born again in the water and the spirit, I can't even see the kingdom here on earth. I can't even step into it here on earth. I got to be born again of the water and of the spirit. But once I'm born again of the water and the spirit, poof, I am now in kingdom. And I'm about kingdom business. And I'm about kingdom purpose. Not my purpose. Not my will, Lord, but thy will be done. God, whatever you want, God, here I am. God, you want me to empty out my bank account? I pray you give me the faith to say, yes, Lord, here I go. If you want me to step out and do something that blows my mind, that, that, that I can't even see by faith right now. God, I wish, I hope, I pray that I'd be willing to do it, Lord God. That I would not let the philosophies of this world, and I would not let my own thinking and my own fears and my own doubts hold me back from everything, God, that you've ordained for my life. And God has ordained things for your life, and he's ordained great things for your life and mighty things for your life. He's just saying, he's knocking on the door. He's knocking on the door. He's saying, come on in. I want to sup with you. I want to walk with you. I want to be with you. And it's here for whosoever will. Jesus in Luke 4, verse 18, he said the Spirit, or he was quoting Scripture, but he said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's his purpose. That's his purpose for him and us. Because we are knitted together with him. It says that he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he said to him, and the eyes of them that were in this synagogue were fasted on him and he began to say unto them, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Hallelujah. This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Amen. Hallelujah. He is here to set the captive free, to bring liberty to those that are broken, to bring sight to the blind, deliverance to, the, to those that are bound up. Amen. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the great and mighty year of the Lord. 1 Peter 5 and 6 says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. That's our Father. He says, just come to me. Humble yourself. Realize you got some stuff going on in your life. Realize, you know what you've been doing ain't working so well. And now you got some messes you got to deal with. And you got things that are going on in your mind and your spirit and in your flesh and, and in your family and in this world. Just, just come before me and realize and then cast all of that upon me because I care for you. And then Peter goes on, he says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about sinking whom he may devour. See, because we do all these things and we walk around and we walk in our power and we walk in our understanding and our plans. And as we do that, we slip out of the will of God at times. And the devil's just sitting there watching. Have you ever seen, have you ever, you guys seen those videos back in the day of the safaris, the lions? They're just kind of creeping around, the whole pack of the animals. They're all out there just sneaking around, 
looking, looking, looking until one steps off the path, till one gets away from the group. They see the one that's weakened. They see the one that can't keep up with everybody else. And it, they launch out and they take after him. That's why we have to be vigilant because he is seeking to devour you. Don't you doubt it. Don't you act like that's some little thing. We always talk about the devil this and the devil's, you know, he's a punk or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if people say that, but I've heard some things, right? I'll tell you what, that devil was able to pull a third of the, all the heavenly host out of heaven. The ones that had seen his glory and his throne and his presence, he talked them out of heaven. Don't think he can't get you if you let your guard down, if you start interacting with him. I don't believe... I don't believe for one second that he walked up to Eve in the garden. He said, hey, Eve, go eat that fruit. Look, it's going to make you wise, and look how good it's going to taste, and you'll be like God. I believe it was a conversation that happened. She started talking with the enemy, and he tricked her. So he is out there. He says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished, accomplished in your brethren, that are in the world, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish you, strengthen you, settle you, to him be glory and dominion and praise forever and ever. He wants to establish you and strengthen you. Look, you may have been suffering for a little while. You may be going through the battle. The world may be beating you up. You may have been struggling with something physically or emotionally or spiritually for some time. But God's brought you here today to perfect you and to establish you and to settle you and to do a work in your life for his glory. God is going to do the work in your life today. It doesn't matter how what you're facing. It don't matter how big you think it is. It's not too big for God. It's not too big for God. He is more than able. He's more than able. He can meet your every need. He can set you free from things that have bound you for years. He can heal you. He can make you do. God's going to do it. Acts 16 and 23. And when they had laid many, this is talking about uh, Paul and Silas, they kind of makes goes back to that first setting. They're out preaching Jesus, and all these people get upset. They're like, why are you screaming about that Jesus? Why are you talking about that Jesus? You guys need to stop doing that. It's almost like with Bartimaeus. Hold your peace. Hold your peace. And they, so they kept crying out, so they took them, and they whipped them, and they beat them. They locked them up. It says, when they laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Like, it's your responsibility, sir. You better keep these guys locked up. Don't let anything happen to them. And he, since he had received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. He didn't just put them in any old cell. He took them down into the depths of the prison, down where it's dank and rank and dirty and dark. And then he didn't even stop there. He put them in a room, and then he bound their feet up. And then he locked the door. <laughs> He's like, I ain't letting you jokers out of here. You guys, you guys caused too much problem, and you're going to get me killed. I'm going to lock you up. It says in 
Since he had received that charge, he thrust them into the inner prison and he made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And they sang praises unto God. And they did it so loud, they weren't going, oh, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord. God, I, no, they praised God so loud, they began to shout out the name of Jesus. They began to lift up their thanksgiving unto him. And all the prisoners heard him, heard them as they were doing it. That's how loud they were. That whole prison knew that there was somebody in that place that trusted in the Lord. And because they lifted him up. And they didn't care what nobody else was doing. And they didn't care what the world was saying. They didn't care what that jailer said. They said, we're going to worship you, God. I don't care what my situation is. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's dang. Yeah, I'm locked up, but I'm going to worship you anyway. I'm going to praise you anyway. And suddenly, because that's how our God works. And suddenly, and suddenly, when you're praying, God's going to show up. When you're seeking him and you're lifting your faith to him, God's going to show up. And suddenly, he's going to do a work. There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. The very foundation was shaken up. And immediately all the doors were opened. Hallelujah. And everyone's bands were loosed. My God. It wasn't even just about Paul and Silas. Amen. Because next thing you know, the one that was holding them captive heard about Jesus. Because God moved in their situation. And the, the jailer's like, whoa, what just happened? And next thing you know, they're sitting there preaching to him, Jesus. They're preaching to him, Jesus. Hallelujah. And now him and his whole house repents. And they get baptized in the name of Jesus. And they get filled with the Holy Ghost. And they walk into the kingdom. Why? Because there were two men that were willing in the midst of everything to stand up and say, God, we're going to worship you anyway. God, I'm gonna I may not see it, but God, you're still working. I may not see it, but God, you're still working. I know you're working because you told me you would. When you keep your faith in the middle of the trial, God will send an angel to set you, not, not just you free, but everyone that you share Jesus with. It's going to set them free too. It's going to set their household free. It's going to set those that are bound around you free. God's sending earthquakes. I tell you, little kosher. God's sending earthquakes into your life to set you free. And it's not even just about you. It's about how it's going to affect the people in your life. It's going to affect the ones that God leads you to. Hallelujah. Revelation 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb <laughs> and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. God wants you to have a testimony. My God, God wants you to have a testimony. It's just not about the blood that sets you free. Yes, we're thankful for the blood. And yes, the blood is powerful. But he also wants you to have a testimony to share because it overcomes the enemy. When you open up your mouth and you declare, this is what the Lord has done to that drug addict. He can see that, yes, 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 there is hope for me. I've been bound up my whole life. But yes, there's hope. Why? Because he did it in my life. And if he did it in my life, he can do it in his life. You got cancer. God set people free from cancer. You got all kinds of issues. In your God's healed so many people. He's raised the dead. He's healed hearts and minds. He'll do it in your life. He'll do it in your life. 
God's going to give you a testimony today. God's going to heal your body today. Not just so you get healed. Thank God for that. But it's so that you have a testimony to take to this world of who Jesus is and who Jesus is to them. He's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you're in this place and you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, He's going to do it today. He's going to do it. If you haven't spoken tongues in a long time, it's going to happen today. There's a story of Peter. And he, too, gets locked up for sharing Jesus. It's kind of a theme, right? We, gotta, we don't even know. We don't even know. We walked this life with Jesus. We've never even faced persecution. Oh, yeah, somebody said something to me. Well, huh? well let's see. They beat you and locked you in a prison. They, you had to watch your buddy there get stoned to death like they did Stephen. Oh, mighty God. So you got Peter, and he, he too is beaten and locked in prison. And the church there, they decide they're going to get together, and they're going to have a prayer meeting for, for Peter. And they start praying, and they start praying. And again, I don't, this wasn't like a little two-minute prayer. This wasn't like a lay me down, Lord, touch my life, Lord, touch Peter, Lord. God, you got your hand up. No, they went to work. They stepped into spiritual warfare. They began interceding for this man. They began praying over him. It says they prayed, I think, all night, if I remember correct. It was a prayer meeting. They went to battle for this man. And next thing you know, here comes that angel again. Ah, there you are, buddy. Let's go. We're going to walk out of here. Actually, I think they just transported out. I can't remember. I should have went back and read the story. But anyway, he got out. And then he walks to the house where the church is. And he knocks on the door. He's knocking. He's knocking. They're praying. They don't even hear him at first. He's knocking, knocking, knocking. They don't, they're praying. They're, not, they're just like meditating on the Lord. They're crying out to God. And then this lady comes, and she opens the door, and she sees Peter standing there, and she's freaked out. Whoa, Peter, you're supposed to be in prison. Blah, blah, blah. What are you even doing here? She shuts the door and runs back. Ah! And she goes and tells everybody, and they're like, Peter, she's like, Peter's out there. And they're like, no, it can't be Peter. He's locked up. It's his angel. It must be his angel. <laughs> they believed more that there was an angel there than that Peter had showed up. <laughs> and that just tells me something. Their faith, they weren't on mountaintop faith right there. They weren't standing on the top of the mountain where their faith was reaching into the glory of God. They were praying they had some faith, but they didn't have enough faith to believe that he could even really come out of there because they were freaked out when he did. When God answered the prayer, they were like, whoa, what's going on? And that just tells me that you don't have to have some kind of great faith all the time for God to meet you and to, uh, to answer your miracle. You don't got to have some kind of mountaintop faith all the time believing that God can just do every great and mighty thing. You just got to have enough faith, a little bit of a mustard seed of faith. That's all I need. If I got a mustard seed, I could say to that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. In my mind, I may not see it all the way. I may 
not understand it, but I'm going to believe. And God can do it. He can take that little bit of faith and do a mighty work. Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. Talking to his disciples. He didn't say mightier works, but he said greater works. And I believe that's him saying greater reaching. Jesus could only touch so many people by himself. But then he released 12. And the Bible says that they turned the world upside down. Those 12 turned the world. Well, I guess there was 120. It's far reaching. It's not like, what's the mightier work? Raising somebody from the dead. Healing their blinded eyes. I think personally it's the Holy Ghost. I don't know if that's mightier. It's not mightier. They're all miracles. They're all miracles. So it's not mightier, but greater reaching. Jesus also said the servant is not greater than the master. That's why it can't be that they were going to do like greater works. Matthew 10 and 24, the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. But check this out. The next verse, verse 25, says it is not enough for the disciple, or it is enough, sorry, it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. Jesus was fully man and fully God. He had flesh and blood just like you and I. The Bible says he was tempted in every point and measure just as you, as I, you and I are, yet he did not sin. He's fully man, but he was all deity too because the Bible tells us that he was full of God for all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. The Holy Ghost dwelt in that flesh and walked on this earth he was a man just as you and I, and he had the Spirit of God in him. And if you've been born again of the water and the Spirit, if you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you've got that self-same Spirit in you. And Jesus expects for you to be and do just as he did. You're not going to be greater, but you're going to do just as he did. Jesus expects you to walk and to do the same things that he did. You've got the Holy Ghost in you. The same spirit that dwelt in Jesus dwells in you. That self-same spirit is in you. He didn't get a different God in him. He didn't get a different portion of the deed. He got the Holy Ghost in him just like you and I get it. You need to understand that. You need to understand the authority that's in you. The power that worketh in you. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. <laughs> Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and, the things, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself, reconciled us to him by Christ Jesus, and hath given us the ministry of reconciliation. So just as we were reconciled unto God through Jesus, we've been given the same ministry to go and reconcile others to God through Jesus. Reconciliation is the restoration of the favor of God to sinners that hear the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus, and then obey what the Word says to do, to repent. 
I had to be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But it doesn't end there. That's just the beginning. That's not the end of it. That's not the end all be all. That's just the beginning. Thank God for that, but that's just the beginning, amen? That's just where it all starts because then we are, ta- are to take that same ministry of reconciliation to others and bring the kingdom of God to them. We are to declare the world to the world, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And there's no sickness in heaven. There's no death in heaven. There's no fear in heaven. There's no anxiety in heaven. There's no, no starvation in heaven. There's no not having provision in heaven. It's all there. And we are to carry the kingdom to them. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Verse 19, to wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, it doesn't end with your baptism. It doesn't end with God filling you with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't end with him setting you free from that addiction and that fear and the hurt and the bitterness of your life. It doesn't end there. Hallelujah. But now we are ambassadors for Christ. We walk as he walked. We are just as he was in this earth doing his work just as he did, carrying the same ministry to the world. We are ambassadors for Christ as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's deed. Be ye reconciled to the God. Or take this word of reconciliation to the world. God, there's not a person you lay your eyes on that God doesn't want to save. There's not a, God, a person, it don't matter what you think of them. God wants to save them. God wants to heal them. He wants to deliver them. He wants to touch their life. He wants to shed his love abroad upon them. He wants to free them and set them free. We're not greater than our master, but we are to be just like as our master. We can't do greater or mightier works than he did, but we are supposed to stand as his ambassadors in this world and do the same works that he did to set the Set at liberty the captive to preach deliverance to the broken, to open the blinded eyes, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. If you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, the same Spirit of God that dwelt in that man dwells in you, so you can do everything that he did just as he did it. We are to heal the sick. We are to raise the dead. We are commanded to do these things. Mark 16 and 17. Jesus said, in these signs, these signs shall, not can, not might, but they shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. Hallelujah. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Those are promises of God. Amen. He said, this is the God of I will. I will move through you when you lay your hands on the sick. The demons are going to be cast out. The sick are going to be healed. The dead are going to be raised. And if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. 
And whatever that serpent brings after you, it's not going to affect you. Goes on to say, so then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and he sat on the right hand of God. And he went forth, and they went forth. Who's they? The disciples. Those that he said they would do this. They went forth and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And so be it. You should expect signs to be following you if you're full of the Holy Ghost and you're walking with Jesus. You should expect God to flow out of your life in the supernatural. I'm going to read some verses here. I didn't give these to these guys. You guys, I'm just going to read through these. If you want to try to jot them down, that's okay. Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments and those which were possessed with devils and those which were lunatic and those that had the palsy. And he healed them. Matthew 8, 16, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them all, and Jesus went forth, and he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick, and great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, and blind, and dumb, and maimed, and many others, and he cast them, and they cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. It's so much that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak and the, the maimed to be whole and the lame to walk and the blind to see and they glorified the God of Israel. And great multitudes followed him and he healed them there. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. That's just in the book of Matthew. That's just in the book of Matthew. Hallelujah. My God, he heals all my disease. Amen. He delivers me from every oppression. He sets me free from all captivity. He looses me from all sin. He makes all things new. And he's more than able. He's more than able. Look, your situation's not too big for God. Your situation that you're facing with that seems so giant to you is not too big for God. He is able to meet you right where you're at. He brought you here today to meet you right where you're at, to do a miracle in your life. He's knocking at the door. Will you open it? Your situation's, situation's not too big or even too small because that's who he is, and that's what he does. He meets all our needs, and we are supposed to be like unto him. Music, if you'd come. There's a parable, a story in the Bible. It's not a parable, it's a story. Mark 9, starting in verse 17, it says, And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I've brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and he gnasheth with his teeth, and he pineth away. This kid's a mess. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. He's controlled by a spirit. That's doing physical damage to him. And the father says, and I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. 
And he answered them and he said, Oh, faithless generation, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought unto him, uh, him unto him. And when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear at him. And he fell on the ground and he, he wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything. I see all this going on, Lord. I don't have an answer. I don't know how you're going to do it, God. I can't see the way out. This is my child, Lord. He's hurt and he's broken. There's nothing I can do. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child, he cried out and he said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. I trust you, Lord, but help me where I falter. God, they prayed for my boy and it didn't do anything. We prayed before. God, I prayed before. I, I, I know those guys have prayed for others and they were healed. And I brought my son to him for them to pray for him so that he could be healed, but nothing happened. I'm going to bring him to you, Lord. I'm bringing him to you, Lord. I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. And Jesus is looking at many of us here today, and he sees you right where you're at. And he knows the prayers you've prayed for God to set you free. He knows the prayers you've prayed for your family members. He knows the prayers you've prayed for your friends and this world. He knows the prayers that you've prayed. He knows all that you've done to try to find healing and release from what's causing your pain and your trouble in your life. Those things in your inner man that hold you bound up, that keep you, God, consumed by this world. That hold your thinking and your heart and all that you are bound up as you try to figure out the answers. You try to figure out the way. And he's saying, if thou canst believe. I know I know you took them there, and I know they prayed and nothing happened, but if you can believe, but if you could still just believe, if you could still just believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I want us to stand on our feet. God's going to do miracles in this place in a minute. God's going to heal hearts, he's going to heal minds, and he's going to heal bodies, and he's going to heal spirits. First, though, we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to forgive us of our sins.
That's just making up your mind. God, I see I haven't been living my life the way I should all the time. I make decisions that are contrary to you. God, and I'm going to ask you to forgive me, God, but I'm not just asking you to forgive me. I'm going to make up my mind. Am I going to keep walking that way, God? I'm going to walk after you. Come on, why don't you do that? I can't do that for you. God, forgive me of my sins, God. God, if I did anything... God, that goes against your word. Forgive me, God. If I've, if I've did it, if I've committed any sin against you, if I've committed any sin against others, God, if I've committed sin against myself, God, I ask you to forgive me right now, to let your mercy and your grace fall upon me. God, let your mercy flow in this place. God, let your grace cover us right now, God. Saturate us, God. And then I want you to, I want you to repent of any unbelief. I want you to search your heart. You got unbelief. God, I've been praying for this thing for a long time. And I haven't seen it come to pass. My faith is wavering a bit. I got, I got a bit of doubt, Lord. Jesus is just saying, though, if you got a little bit of belief, you can have whatever you need. If you got any doubt in your heart, if you've ever doubted the power of God, if you've ever doubted the provision of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, I want you to ask him right now, God, forgive me for doubting you. Forgive me of my unbelief, God. Forgive me, God, where I've looked, God, by my carnal eyes and not through my spiritual eyes, where I've, God, allowed the enemy to steal the word out of my life, and I've allowed him to take the promises that, God, you've spoken over me and my family and this church and the world, and I've allowed the enemy to skew it and cause me to have some doubt in my life and some unbelief. I may still be dealing with it physically, God. I prayed for you to take this pain. I prayed for you to take this sin and it hasn't happened but God right now I'm reaching out to you with my belief and I believe God you're going to do it right now hallelujah God for you said if I had just a bit of belief thou can have anything that we believe the Bible says the Bible says that if we ask for for forgiveness that he's faithful and just to forgive you just got to ask him and he forgives he doesn't hold it over you. He doesn't make you do this and that and all these different things to make up for your whatever, your sin, your faults, your failures, your unbelief, whatever it is. He doesn't make you. He just says, just come to me. Just come to me. Hallelujah. I'll cleanse you. I'll take care of it. Uh, if you'll let me, I'll take care of it. If you'll seek me, you're going to find me. If you ask, it shall be given. If you knock, the door will be opened. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh within us, unto him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen and amen. He's able. He's more than able. There's nothing you can ask that's too great for him. There's nothing that you can imagine that's greater than he is. He's able to meet all of your needs today. 
and he's here to meet your needs. You don't have to walk out of here bound up in your spirit. You don't have to walk up here bound up by those things of the world that are causing you to walk away from God and to cause your mind confusion and and distrust with God and the kingdom of God. You don't have to walk out of here bound up in your flesh. Hallelujah. By that, that sickness, infirmity in your life, God can set you free. He will set you free. Jesus said, what will thou that I should do unto thee. Jesus is looking at each of us right now. We're all, there's all things we desire from God. There's all things we desire. We need a healing. We need deliverance. We need some. We need. We want God to take us deeper in our walk with him. We, we want him to, to do things in our life, in our ministries, in our families. We all desire things from God. He's looking at each and every one of us right now. He's saying, what would you have me do for you? What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Oh, that blind man, he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight, oh God. And Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Be made whole. He received his sight right there. God's just looking at you saying, Why, here I am. I am your provider. I am your healer. I am your savior. I'm your redeemer. I'm, I'm everything you need. I am the I am that I am. Will you just come and receive it from me? I want everybody to close your eyes in this place. God's going to do a work right now. I want you to close your eyes in this place. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, and you want God to fill you with the Holy Ghost today, I want you to lift your hand. I want you to lift your hand. If you got sickness, physical sickness in your body, if you got physical ailments in your body, I want you to raise your hand. If you're dealing with things spiritually, if you're battling in your spirit, I want you to raise your hand right now. There's nothing wrong. Hey, you guys, there's nothing wrong with admitting that. There's nothing wrong with admitting that I got a need, Lord. He's saying, what, what do you want me to do for you? I'm right here. Just tell me. Just tell me. There's nothing wrong with that. God's going to do a work right now. If you're in this place and you raise your hand because you need the Holy Ghost, I want you to come to the front. I want you to take a step of faith. God, I'm coming to receive what you have for me right now. I'm coming to receive it. I want you to come to the front if you need the Holy Ghost. If you're in this place and you need a physical healing, I want you to come stand over here on this on my right side. I want you to come stand on my right side. If you need a physical healing in your body, I want you to come over here and stand to my right. Come on, there were more people than that raising your hands. Let's, you're going to step out in faith right now. 
the enemy's looking at you going, ah, you don't have to do all that. Just settle down a bit there, Skippy. You don't have to go all that. You don't have to do all that. God's saying, I'm right here. Will you come? Will you come? Will you come? If you've been battling in your spirit, I want you to come stand over here to my left. If you need God to do something in your life spiritually, if you're dealing with sin, if you're dealing with uh, spiritual oppression in your mind, if, if the enemy's been bombing your mind, I want you to come over here onto my left-hand side right now. God's going to heal you. God's going to deliver you. And God's going to set you free. In a moment. Now, if you're in this place, if you're in this place and you feel like God, like if you need something, you come and get it. But if you feel like you're good with God, like you're not, God's not asking you to do anything right now. God, I want you to get ready to pray for people. Sorry, we're not praying. We're taking authority. We're standing on the Word of God. We're going to do just as Jesus never once prayed for somebody to be healed. He commanded the sickness to go. He commanded the devils to go. He commanded healing to be loosed into their bodies. Amen. We are to do just as He did. Amen. So when you go up to pray for somebody, you need to ask them what they need from the Lord. Ask them, what do you want Jesus to do for you right now? And when they tell you, you speak faith over that thing. And you speak as the ambassador of Christ over that thing. And you declare it. And you command whatever they need to happen to be done in the name of Jesus for His glory. He's more than able. He's going to do it. It's not even about us. It's about Him. Hallelujah. But we're going to lay our hands on you and you shall recover. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to lift your hands right now. I want you to lift your hands right now. I want you to begin to elevate your faith. I want you to begin to see it in your mind's eye. God Almighty, I see my deliverance. I see my healing. I see what I'm going to do when my body's able to do it again. I see what I'm going to do when I'm not abound and oppressed by the enemy. And I'm walking in the freedom of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right now. I'm going to lift the, I'm going to shout a word of faith here in a second. And when I'm done, I want you to lift your hands and receive what God has for you by the authority of the Word of God and by the authority of the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, be made whole by your faith. Be it unto you. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Release your faith.